You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Fellas, 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 I'm so angry at y'all. Y'all become too busy for the podcast because y'all were out having premieres and shit. And now we didn't even do the <laughs> podcast last week. But well, we're back. Hold on, let's clarify what actually happened because you didn't tell us. We said we got to film on uh, a different day. And you're like, oh, okay, that works. And then you, the day of comes as we get about an hour away. You're like, oh, I can't. I have something else I already planned, but I didn't tell you yesterday when I said the day was good to go. Well, I said I couldn't film that late. I didn't expect us to film that late. Yeah. It's it's our normal time. Uh, <laughs> now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> forever hold these nuts. <laughs> I, I, I do uh, want to kick this off, wanna, though. No, I, I, you ain't I, kicking shit off. I'm the host. What? I'm <laughs> oh, he's finally stepping into the role. Okay, let's see what topics he's got then. I bet he's what got one. I want, to, I want to talk to y'all about the Euro Shrine as skeptic. I want to hear. Because it is available to watch. You had the premiere. I want to hear what y'all thought about it after y'all seen it cut up versus, you know, you guys experienced it. So you know how much footage went into it, what was left out. And then I'll give you my, you know, my take on it and what I I thought after I watched it. Well, let's give you your take first, and then we can respond to the the critiques that you had. Okay, well, here, here, here was my take on it. It's, I think it's done very well. I think that uh, mislabeled uh, productions was on point with, you know, the filming of it, you know, the editing. Um, I think it's a good, you know, it's a fun product. Um, my thing was, the big thing for me is that I saw, it's called Skeptic, but I saw Gary, like, for 10 minutes being skeptical. And that's about it, about an hour and a half worth of video uh i saw i wanted to see a little bit more of the skeptic side as to why you know you don't think something's real or whatever you know um and then the other thing that was big for me was the tools you, you gotta explain what your ghost hunting tools are because i have no clue what this radio you are listening to because i told gary when i called him, i was like i thought y'all were just listening to a static radio that couldn't pick up the radio station <laughs> Because y'all didn't, and once Gary explained to me what the tool was, I was like, okay, that makes sense then. But because y'all didn't explain the tool, I thought y'all were just listening to a radio that was having a hard time picking up a station. But D'Angelo's hilarious, as always. Uh, I thought it was funny to see Nick pop back from behind the camera. Um, you know, Taylor and Tate, they're funny because of their, their accents. Um, I'm very disappointed. And the Squash Watcher Tate that is too afraid to ghost hunt on a ghost hunting show. <laughs> but I understand what he was saying. But I'm glad he finally got in there. Um, but I, all in all, I thought it was good. I like where y'all are going with it. Polish it up a little bit, and it's going to be Netflix ready. I like it. I like it. D, you want to go ahead and give anything you want on that first, and then I'll finish it up? No, I'm going to let you go ahead oh, and go. So you're going to finish it. No, I'm I'm just gonna let you go because I know that you look like you raring to go right now. I I like what what he's talking about because 
um, I see that he actually took the time and watched it. Um, Hold so on. can we clarify time when you watch this? Yeah, I watched it yesterday. That's what's wrong with that. It just came out to the public not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. But what were you doing when you were watching it? Oh, I was on the way home from San Antonio. Oh, okay. Well, that's still watching. Go ahead, Gary. I want to hear you. I will say he said he's going to watch it again. So for anybody that's listening that hasn't seen it yet, if you go watch it, if you hear something that we can't, we don't hear or we don't mention, please send us a message, let us know what you heard, because uh, I think that's a huge aspect of what we're trying to do is we don't want to influence people's thoughts and emotions and what they hear when they see what's going on. We want them to get their own interpretation. So when they say they heard this or they heard that, send it to us, let us know, because it is an interesting aspect to see everybody's different angles that they hear and different uh, interpretations of what they think is going on. But all in all, I do agree with time. So the problem with us not explaining what the spirit box was, was because we filmed a previous thing and we hadn't, we haven't released it yet. So, and that everything is explained during that. So I think it would just slip our mind and not put it on there as what it is, but technically what a spirit box is again, as a skeptic, I don't know if it works or not. And this is just the tool we use because that's what people use in the paranormal world, but it all does is it scans um am or fm station super super fast and supposedly allows things to pull out words to respond to questions that you ask and that's why it's to me a lot of it's easy to debunk because if it's just a random if you ask a very generic question and it gives you a generic response that can any answer can fit to it it doesn't make sense that's why you have to be more specific with the type of questions you ask to get a certain names that might match the history of the location and those type of things so that's basically what it does uh and uh as for the skeptic aspect why I, there wasn't more pushback is because one thing we do this again is like the whole premise of why we do it is we don't when we go in and we do our groups and stuff, only people that know what one person individually experiences when they do an individual is D'Angelo and Evan who are watching everything on the camera and the person that goes in on their individual. All the rest of us that aren't in there with them when they do an endo is separate and we don't talk about it. So we don't talk about it to the very last day and then we'll discuss what happened each day and what we experienced. And then we go over all that kind of stuff. So you will never really get pushback until the end because I don't know what's going on during the moments that's going, that's happening to them because I don't want other people influenced by what they heard happen to somebody else. So like, for example, say Tate went in somewhere and he heard a name. So he heard Mike come across and he says, Oh, I heard the name Mike. And he tells us, well, when we go in, we may be listening for the name Mike to come across, and that's contaminating evidence. So, but if he hears Mike, somebody else goes in and they don't get told what they have no idea what they experience, and they hear Mike, that's when you see an experience from D'Angelo that can truly affect them because something that hasn't been released yet, D 
had something similar happen. I would like for you to explain that, D, at some point when I go to you. I just want you to explain that whole situation. I'm not explaining that. Okay, I'm not explaining that because that's an unreleased episode. Yeah, but Gary, I'm still going to explain that you're trying to say. You, you, you can't talk about an unreleased episode. No, I don't know. Well, we don't know when it's going to release. <laughs> I, I know. So we can't talk about it. So you're sitting here talking about an unreleased oh, episode. I'll just put it this way The same name was heard, and D'Angelo shed a tear. That's all I can tell you. you (laughs) Because he could not explain what happened. But again, I don't know any of this stuff until the very end. So it's very hard for me to give pushback unless we do a group and then we experience things. Then I can give you pushback as a group on what, how I think this is not true, how I could try and debunk this type of stuff. And then we are releasing something coming out in the near future where we literally sit down and go over all the footage and we give out everything that happened and we talk about it in like a round table discussion type. And see, like I told you, Gary, whenever I was talking to you, I think y'all could do like pop-up video style where like you combine the round table discussion uh, with, you know, the video. Cause you know, it's like, it's almost like you're going over game film. You know what I'm saying? All y'all huddled in the room and say a, a part's popping up and it like just pops up a little bubble in the little corner of y'all talking like, hey, this is what I was experiencing. And then, you know, just like, like oh, there's nothing there touching. You know what I'm saying? Just like there's ways you could blend it, even though, you know, because that's the power of editing. You have the power to blend all the footage together, together however you want. So I'm saying that I think there's ways you could work it to where, yeah, the audience understands this talk took place afterwards, um, but still show it like as it's happening. You know what I'm saying? But you know, correct, that's just correct. But the it. only problem that I have with that aspect is you take away from that experience in the moment. If you cut to us at somewhere else and we're discussing what happened, you just cut away from all the feelings they have of watching somebody in a solo being scared, and then you're getting ready for the next one. If I if we cut to us sitting talking. That takes you out of that environment, and then now you got to try and get back into it again when it cuts back. So we're trying. That's what. That's the whole thing is. We want you to to envision yourself in that situation, how you would handle, how do you think you would handle. And that's why we want we want you to put yourself in that in the episodes, basically. So that's why it's a lot of it is also that way because it, we want that feeling to never stop until we finish the episode. Uh, I do have a question. What's that? What was your favorite scene or visualization in it? My favorite scene, I really, I really liked y'all discussing the mirror part. That was pretty cool to me. Um, as far as, you know, uh, hearing what you guys saw when you looked in the mirror, I thought you guys did a good job of describing that. I thought that was pretty cool to see. But my favorite, honestly, is probably when you and Tate start arguing. Because <laughs> that's when I definitely perked up. Yeah, that was a... And then, uh... and then besides that, obviously, anytime D'Angelo throws out one of his one-liners, talking about, I'm not inside because I'm outside. <laughs> that whole, <laughs> that whole uh, hilarious part was good. But yeah, those were my favorite. Well, and just so everybody knows, nothing that we did, whether the arguing between me and Tate and as a group and anything we did during that whole investigation, we will never fake anything. I won't allow us to fake anything or anything to be fake because I don't believe 
the whole premise is they're trying to make me a believer. We're not going to fake something that's going to make me a believer because we're faking it just because. That's not something we would do because that's not what it's about. I think so many of paranormal investigation stuff is all about trying to shock and awe and all that kind of stuff and not real. I think a lot of it's just not real. I think it's it's highlighted on very minute things that can easily be debunked, but it makes it entertaining for TV type stuff. And that's not something that we care that much about. We want to actually be real as possible because I don't believe in this. Most shows, they all, everybody believes. So every little sound is something paranormal that doesn't work for me. So it needs to be a little more than just a sound or an old house creaking for something like that to scare me. So I, that, I think that's how we stand apart in that aspect because it's all about being as authentic as possible. Authentic. But 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 I do agree with you. My favorite visualization was the side by side in the scrying room. I think I think uh, Nick and Evan did an amazing job of that edit, putting a side by side and de- the voiceovers by D was it was just perfect. I thought that was my favorite scene of the whole thing. Yeah, I, I I'm here just to ask my questions. I don't. D doesn't I, care. I, I didn't, that was going to be so many skeptic questions. <laughs> but I'm I'm here for it though. I'm here for it. I I, I had a really very interesting conversation. Um and when I say an interesting conversation, I'm talking about kind of sorta with myself. Um and you know, I, I've I've spent two weeks prepping for this, Gary. So you ready for this? Ready as I can be. Okay. All right, you ready for this time? Because I'm gonna need you to listen to this. This I was somewhat born naked. Okay. All right. So if I purchase tickets to watch a professional sporting event, for however long I'm in that sporting event, am I free to do with what I want to do with those seats while I'm there? I'm gonna update y'all. A guy got banned from the WNBA and the NBA for purchasing four tickets to the WNBA game on the front row and then acting like he was asleep at this game. (sighs) There's a lot of people outraged because they feel because he bought that many seats, he should be able to do whatever he feel he wants to do with said seats. I'm asking you, Gary, uh, and then time... Uh, you can go after Gary. What are your thoughts on if I I, I see it as, and I'm going to kind of give you mine kind of to start off. I feel that there's a certain etiquette at professional sports and at certain sports, you can take taunting way too far. And I think sleeping at a sporting event, no matter how many tickets you buy, is the most disrespectful thing that you could do to all of them that's working. I don't think that this is a positive form of taunting. So because I don't think it's a positive form of taunting, I think that they were right in this instance of banning him from the WNBA and from the NBA because people shouldn't be allowed to do Things like this, like even this, Gary, and you're going to disagree with me on this. 
I don't feel like if you purchase three seats on an airplane that you should be able to stretch out and lay in those three seats because you purchased them. But that's just me. Go ahead. No, I completely disagree with you on the airplane thing. Well, granted, this is I the same thing, though, Gary. No. This is the exact same thing. Well, it depends. Like if it's if I if you fit and you hang if you don't fit and you hang over into the aisle, yes, you shouldn't lay down. But if you don't hang over the aisle and you purchase those three seats, that is completely fine on an airplane because you're not affecting anybody else. Now, don't take your shoes off when you do it, but leave your shoes on. But you can lay down in those seats if you choose to. If you fit and you don't hang in the aisle and you're not interrupting anybody else, you should have no problem with it. Because if you have a problem with that, I have a problem with people reclining their seats. Because there's people behind you that, that you, you, should, you should see if the person behind you can handle Hubert and recline if you're going to be that way. So I, I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't be like, oh, you can't lay across the seats, but then you can recline. So I would say there's a different – if you believe that way. I don't know what you think on that. But as it comes to the basketball thing, first and foremost, if he would have done this at a soccer game, football, NBA, any of that stuff, it still would have been freaking hilarious. It was still funny, but I think it got a heightened sense because it was at a WNBA, and people say WNBA isn't popular. It doesn't pull, it doesn't pull the ratings other sports do. So I think that's why it got blown up more because if he would have done that at NBA, it wouldn't be the kickback he's getting right now. But because it was the WNBA, he's getting a bigger kickback. But I do agree with you. There is an etiquette when you're sitting at the front row like that, whether you sit seats. I don't think you should be able to do that. Do I think he should be banned from both sports lifetime? No. Do I think you can ban him for a year? Okay. Yes. But do a lifetime? No, I don't think so. I don't. I think that's a little, little excessive. Um, but I do agree with you that it should not be – you should not be able to do that type of stuff. Now, I do have a question playing devil's advocate for you, D. Would okay. you have a problem? I don't I don't know the teams that were playing, but if it was the Phoenix Storm and as it New York whoever the Mercury are, those are the two, first two teams that just popped in my head. If they were playing each other and he was a Mercury fan, but he laid down and went to sleep when the other team had the ball, would you be offended or would that be a way of taunting the other team but then set back up when his team had the ball? But that would be a, a suffice enough, or is it only because it was just for the whole game in general and it's too much at that point, or is it because would it change the outlook you'd have if it was only directed towards one team? I, so I, I don't think he should be able to do that at all. Okay. Um, very similar to um, if there's a rule in place to protect the players, I, I, I'll give you very few. I, I'll give you a lot of examples without going into LeBron James conversation, but he's had a few fans over the years get kicked out of stadiums because he didn't like what they said to him. Correct. Correct. Right. That's so correct. if, if an NBA player can get a fan kicked out because of what was said to them, not what was said to everybody else, didn't disrupt the game or anything like that. The, the player was the only one that heard it, Gary. The player was the only one that heard it. Hey, this guy right here got to go. No questions asked. This guy right here, you got to go. We whisk you off. See, I have a problem with that. What? Because you could just not like the guy's talking. He could literally be saying nothing disparaging. He could just be on your tail the whole game, and you can get him thrown out. And he never said one bad thing about you, but because he kept chirping the whole game and you don't like it, you throw him out. I don't like it. I think that's soft. 
personally. I don't think any player should have that thing. I think if, uh, if the officials hear it, the coaches hear it, and they do it, but if a player says they heard it, there's thousands of people heckling you. You can't guarantee you know exactly which one it is. They could get the wrong person, and that person could be banned for a year or for life because of a player just misidentifying the person that did it. Like you have that. There's. There, I don't think that. I think that's pushing it too far. I don't think players should have that ability to do that unless it is proven that they did it. It shouldn't just be word of the mouth. Yes, he said this. Well, there's no other way. How are you going to prove that he said it? You can't guarantee he said that. Just like they can't guarantee you said it. So I don't. Yeah, think you think you much. think players are just out here lying on fans, bro? Yes, I do think at times that could happen. Yes. What? If you go to another st- if you go to another stadium and a fan's on you the whole time, but literally just in your ear, say he's sitting behind the bench and just in your ear the whole time, but never says anything like bad, like "Oh, you suck," and just get going over. Like the guy was, if you want to bring up uh, Happy Gilmore, every time Happy was getting ready to hit, you suck, and it just got to him and ate at him and ate at him and ate at him, and that's all it took, because he didn't. All he had to do is keep saying "You suck, you suck," and if you did that a whole game, imagine you're an NBA player, you're sitting. And the whole game, all you hear is, you suck, you suck, you suck. Literally the whole game, you're going to eventually get fed up with that, not be able to block out, and you're going to remove them. But they said nothing wrong. They should not be removed for that. Now, if they say something and push and push and go over the line, then 1,000%. But I think you have to have some kind of proof versus just word of mouth. But when it comes to the, the uh, sleeping thing, I, I think – it was. I definitely think that's over the top. I don't think he should have been able to do that. But again, devil's advocate. What rule did he break? Now he didn't break any rule, Gary. Now, now, well, now they, you have to understand. check this out. Go, go, go Let ahead. Let me John. go real quick because I, I got something to explain this real quick, and it is five letters for you: S A W F T. Soft. I agree. So, 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 my thing is, yes, that is shitty that he's doing that. But it's hilarious. And is he really breaking any rule? If he's going to pay the tickets for the seats, he can sit there however he wants. You don't see people kicking people out of church when they fall asleep on the preacher. Yeah, you might nudge them and say, hey, wake up. But, you know, they're there. They paid their money. It's not like they did anything that, you know, is like disparaging. But here's the thing. If you want to kick them out for the game, okay. But if they keep, like, banning them for longer than just that game, if they want to keep coming back and wasting their money to fall asleep on the sidelines, let them. Because there ain't nobody else buying tickets for WNBA games. So why are you going to take away one of your only customers? (laughs) What I'm saying is it's soft to ban them for any – like, let them keep buying tickets and just keep kicking them out. So – What's your thought process on the players getting fans ejected then? To me, See, that's, that, that's, that part, that's S-A-W-F-T as well, unless they're crossing the line, but that can be proven. That's the problem. I think a lot of times it's not right. people just get This tired. is wild to me, bro. This I can't believe I'm a part of this podcast. This is right. crazy that's, that we even have this discussion. I think, there, I think there's a level of what you can say to somebody that we've talked about this before. You can't just talk to athletes however you want. But laying there acting like you're asleep, that's, that's yeah, it's disrespectful because everybody knows you're talking about how boring it is, quote unquote, 
but to me, it's like you can't, you can't. Uh, that doesn't seem like a, an offense that is worthy of uh, getting kicked out. So I don't know. This is wild, bro. Y'all are crazy. So you, so you're telling me, you're telling me that let, let me, let me, let me make sure I get this straight, Gary. It's okay for me to show up at a job, act like I'm sleep when you're working, when I'm there to. To, to watch you entertain me. There's, I feel like that's very disrespectful to the work that you put in in practice, the work that you put in in games to entertain people. Like, that's a clearly a black eye on the sport. Not only are you front row with it, everybody can see it. And thank you for purchasing your four tickets. Right. It's, it's funny because it's a WNBA game, and you're right, people may be sleeping on the WNBA. But what happened when it's at a lesser-known NFL game in its front row. The thing is, like, yes, I think if you're doing it when the other team has the ball or if you're doing it as a way to taunt the other but team, why, I love it. Gary, uh, so I'm going to tell you something, and and, and I've that's never a, been – If this was at an NFL game, it wouldn't matter. The reason it matters is because it's at a WNBA right. game. I think that's the only reason why I got the info. They got what the got. only reason. That's the only reason. It's at any other sporting event. People are like, wow, they they just wasted their money. But because WNBA is already having this thing of, like, people don't want to watch it, and then that's why it's disrespectful. If you fall asleep at an NFL game, people aren't going to think, oh, that's super disrespectful. I, I would say people fall asleep at baseball games all the time, and they put them on the Jumbotron. Yeah, but here's baseball. the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. When these people fall asleep, they don't come there with the intent of going to sleep. This guy showed up with pillows. Blanket, no, I agree. pajamas. Like how, this was how do they get in with that? How they let him get in with that? I, that's beside <laughs> the point of how he got in. All I'm saying is, is that this guy, everything, it's not like he went to the game and accidentally fell asleep. He purposely went to the game to go to sleep. Yeah, it's for TikTok. <laughs> okay, but, but on top of that, though, Gary, when we, we're talking about like, okay, it's a form of taunting, right? How do you feel about fans taunting players with personal issues? That's what I said. I think there is a line, but if you, and if you cross that line, then that's when it's an issue. But, I, but I that's what I'm saying. Though. Well, how do you know is. when you've crossed that line, though? Well, like I would say anything attacking family members or racism, those type of things, that's crossing the line. Other than that, I think anything else is free game. Really? So, so if I've done something in my past and it's gone public, um, let's just say, you know, whether it's a DUI because that's something that that's that's fair know, game. Athletes, that's fair game. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I've made some mistakes in my life or made some anything some, dealing with you personally, yes. just you is fair yes. game. That's not racist. Long as you're not bringing in family members and stuff like that, everything dealing with your past and stuff that you've dealt with is free game. So everything that was dealing with Tiger Woods, whenever he would go to these golf tournaments, it was if you free brought in his wife, it's not free game. That's family. When you bring in his kids, it's not free game. That's so family. if you're not bringing in his wife and kids, but the if you just say, "Hey, you're a cheater," that's free game because it's him. He did cheat. That's a legit fact. Oh, so this is a clear case of facts don't care about your feelings. Correct. Oh wow. That is a true statement. Like like Time said, spell it out for me, Time. I'll spell it for you. S A F T 
he's soft, soft. I got. He ain't got to say it. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but I, I, I think that there's a level in sporting events that you need to have very similar to when you go to the opera. You know that you you gonna dress up in you know shirt and tie or bow tie. Like there's there's certain customaries that you have with certain events that you go to, and I like to think that there's certain customaries in sporting events that we will not accept and will not allow in our sporting venues. So I think that this was a great step in not allowing those things to happen. No, I agree. But again, I think if somebody did that at a basketball game, football game, it doesn't even make the news. But I do have That's a question wild. when it comes to sporting events. I have a rule I would love to see passed that would happen one game a year. It doesn't have to be every game, but one game a year. No phones allowed. Enjoy the, the moment. Enjoy what's going on. Don't record it and watch it through your phone. Just one game a year. Whether whatever sport is, whether it's basketball, that's 82 games. If it's baseball, that's 160-something games. If it's football, that's 17 games, not counting playoffs, whatever. Just one game a year, no phones. Just sit back and enjoy the experience. Because I think it's lost on so many people. When you go watch – if you watch – LeBron shot, obviously, but that's a big moment. But you're going to be able to watch that everywhere else. You have the ticket stub, all that kind of stuff. There's only one man watching the actual game. Everybody else is watching through their phone. I, I don't think that's a way to take in things in general. I think like you're going to cherish it more if you would watched it and enjoyed it and experienced it that way versus, I oh, I watched it through my phone. Oh, I don't agree. I don't agree at all because the memories are through the picture or through the, the video now, you got to understand, Gary, going on the days back in the days where we would like take in and watch things for ourselves, it didn't happen if we didn't capture it on video or if we didn't capture it in the picture because somebody else, like we're in a time now where if you can report the news or you can give me something that somebody else can't give me, then that acquire likes, that acquire subscribers, that like I can now benefit off the fact that I got something that nobody else has. Oh, so, I agree. But that's so why because I said of that, like, one time yes. a game, one game a year. That's it. One game. Oh, that's and and because of that one game, Gary, I'm gonna tell you something. And this is how the world works. Because that one game every year with no phones would be the thing. It would be the highest um, ticket sales for that game because nobody would be able to get the. The, Correct. You'd get to watch it on TV. All that kind of stuff would still be, but no phones in the stadium to record. That's all. That's my only thing. No pictures, no phones for one game. I just think that would be an amazing, amazing test. I, I would just like to see a team try it. Cause I just think it would be a cool atmosphere to go and not see everybody on their phones. I, I went to a baseball game and literally everybody's watching the game through their phone. How is that entertaining? Like I just and a lot of time people are on their phone, not paying attention to the game. Well, Gary, first of all, well, first say, of all, I'm think, gonna tell you. I don't I'm think they were filming the baseball game. I think they're playing. They're playing a game on their phones. They're bored <laughs> at the baseball game. Yeah, and not only that, like even at some football games, man, not all jumbotrons are in the right position for you to see them. I agree. Because you know they've gotten to where these stadiums and arenas are just ridiculous now and crazy. They don't really necessarily care about the fan experience. I'm lying when I say that. That's, that was sarcasm. That was all sarcasm about not caring about the fan experience. I hope y'all caught that sarcasm. But it's it's kind of one of those things that, like, I what, Dallas is the only one 
Uh, and I think this will be the only compliment that I'll give that organization. That the only one where no matter where you sit in that stadium, you can still see fine on the TVs. So, I'm a firm believer that if I pay any money to go to an event, even in the nosebleeds, I should still be able to see what it is I came to see that I purchased tickets for. So I will agree and disagree with that statement about the Cowboy Stadium because, yes, it really helps the people that are in the nosebleeds. Anybody else, you're going to have a crick in your neck because you got to look straight up the whole time to see it. Yes. I hate the placement. It only benefits the people in the nosebleeds. To me, everybody else is going to watch the field because if you don't, you got to look straight up. And that is hectic on your neck. You know, as a player playing there, even sitting on the sideline, you're like, oh my God, if I want to look up because everybody's standing in front of me, it hurts your neck. You're like, screw it. I'll just not watch. Hey, but, but well, what the, I got. Um, I want to ask y'all about this. It's in the same vein. In the same vein, what did y'all think about the Miranda Lambert uh, situation, where she called out the fans for taking a picture during the concert? Did y'all see that? Yeah. So I, yeah, I did. My only thing is, what I would love to see the vantage point behind the, the people that were taking the picture, because they were in a VIP area, and the whole aspect is she's. They were level with Miranda Lambert. Everybody else behind him wasn't, and they were basically blocking the vision of everybody behind them, and it was like six people. So, like, if somebody's singing and you pay to, to see all them stuff, you, you, it, it's, a, it's a unique situation, but I would have to see the vision point. Like, I would like to see the pictures of the people that took a pictures of the people that were taking pictures because – if it's blocking your view, I think everybody has that right to say, hey, you should sit down and get out of the way because we paid to see her and not y'all. But again, they also paid VIP. They paid so much more to be closer. They have a right to take a picture if they want. But I thought well, it was an interesting I, concept in general, a whole, interesting story. The, the fact that she even stopped the concert to even say something to her was just ridiculous, bro. Because there's everybody in this stadium taking pictures. What blows my mind are the people taking pictures of the screen inside that like that that's what i wouldn't have understood and she would have had something to like just enjoy the music dance around and enjoy the tiny speck that's in front of you uh i, I can understand that but right there in front she's like yo what are you doing why are you taking a picture and as a fan i would have been like i would have looked around like she she can't be talking to me because everybody in here taking a picture yeah no, I agree. <laughs> you know, so it, it it's it's very interesting, like in that particular setting, that evening at that particular concert, she said something. But see, that's completely different from you know being on stage and getting hit with something. You know, there's yeah, that, there's, you, that there's should all, never happen. Th- what? If you're on stage and somebody throws something at you, like the phone, bro. Look, look. If 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 it's okay for rappers. Or it's okay for artists, country music singers, or it's okay for at the end of a great performance at a show for somebody to throw their bra or panties or roses on stage, then and that's acceptable, then you also have to accept the fact that if you give me something horrible, I also should be able to throw some on the stage. And it doesn't have to be roses or something to accommodate <laughs> the fact that you did something good. I also should be able to throw some up there in protest, like back in the days where they used to throw tomatoes, tomatoes. and rotten fruit 
and shit like that at well, you. I just you don't think you should throw anything. I just don't think you should throw anything in general. That's all. I mean, I how how else would you, you know, show your displeasure you for something? You boo. <laughs> clap if you like it. Boo if you don't. Oh, okay. All right. But I have two questions. The first, they're completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But the first question, this is something more all three of us can answer. Well, you and you two have kids, so it'll be more for y'all. But in general, do you think it's all right? So if a man gets a vasectomy, are you? I was, I was reading a, a Reddit of a guy who said they had a kid. And his wife is trying to force him to get a vasectomy, but he doesn't want to get a vasectomy. He's like, no, I don't want to. We can just wear a condom. I'm not, I don't want to get a vasectomy. Like, does she have a right to try and force him or does he have a right to say no? Because on the Reddit, people are like, oh, he should do it. It's so non-invasive. It's a surgery. He'll be fine. It's reversible, all this kind of stuff. And then other people are like, it's his right. You're literally, he can choose not to. It doesn't, he doesn't, he shouldn't be forced to. So because of both of you have kids, like what's y'all stance on that in general? Do you think if your wife or girlfriend or anybody says, hey, you need to get a vasectomy, do they have a right to say that? Do you have a right to turn it down? What's y'all's thoughts on that? Um, That's interesting. I think that's relationship specific. Correct. But but in this particular case, I'm, I'm going to say that his body, his choice. Uh, same way I feel about women, their body, their choice is the same way I feel. Now, you could suggest something if the other party asks you for the said suggestion. But for you to offer it to them without any, without them asking you for it or without it being solicited, then I think that's that's too much. You you you, you overstepping your boundaries. So that's that's where I I follow that on that particular situation. Time. Time, you got to unmute yourself to talk. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I started talking. Uh, no, so, I mean, I think it's, it's you know, it's up to you whether or not you want to get a vasectomy. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you don't want to force women what to do with their bodies. You, you don't want somebody to force you to do with your body uh, what it is. If, you know, if the lady wants you to, if your woman wants you to have a vasectomy, but you don't want to have one, then I guess you uh, just ain't going to be getting none. <laughs> you know, it's, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's not, I don't think that's something you can force upon somebody. That's just ridiculous. And I'm right there with you. I agree. I don't think anything like that should be forced. Just like it should never be forced for the woman to get her tube tied. That's her choice as well type thing. But, hey, y'all both got to sacrifice if you're in a relationship. Hey, well, you may use protection and all that kind of stuff going forward because you don't want to have kids. And I'm not comfortable doing that. You're not comfortable doing it. And that's just how we got to do it. Wow. But my well, next question. Are, what's your other question, G? So my next question deals with movie related. Again, nothing even similar or close to it. Uh, I know there's a b- lot of uh, comments about it. Obviously, the writer strike and the actor strike and all that stuff. But pictures of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs have been released. And uh, people are losing their mind because one of the seven doors is actually a little person. All the rest are just normal people. And uh, I would like to hear y'all's interpretation of 
like, is, do you think that's right? Do you think that's fine or whatnot? And then I'll tell you where it originated from, why people, why people think it happened and all that kind of stuff. But I think it was just misinterpreted. So it bothered me that, okay, so this going to probably be like, um, something something weird about me i I guess i I don't know how to explain it but i don't feel like in snow white and the seven dwarfs that they had to be actual seven dwarfs i feel like they could have just been seven regular people you don't have to make them little people you don't have to like seven dwarfs could have just been like how you call a big guy tiny could have just been one of those like funny like things uh, didn't turn into that. Didn't turn it into that at all. And the fact that they use like dwarfs, um, like um, I didn't, I wasn't a fan of it at all. It wasn't believable, even though like it was, you know, nothing that was real to begin with in the beginning. It's just that, like, it's it's really tough for me to imagine, like, uh, a little person overpowering like really strong big people so that it's just just optically it just didn't make sense to me time yeah for me i i because you know after you said that i went and looked it up and you know did my own research on it and i was like this seems so dumb and it's you know, snow, snow woke now. Um, but it's like, to me, it's like, you know, Ariel, I, I don't care about Ariel as long as she has red hair, you know, um, snow white. I don't care about snow white as long as her skin is snow white and you know they got a Hispanic girl to play her. Nothing against it. But I'm just saying it's like, come on now. <laughs> like you can't just change people for the sake of changing. And then on to the dwarves. I saw, at least from what I read, I, and you might be giving us background on this, but it seems like Peter Dinklage uh, was, you know, maybe the one who caused the uh, commotion a little bit. But it's funny because then I saw another dwarf actor who said they were upset that this uh, chance to play somebody got taken away from them. They're like, I can't go apply to be James Bond, but I can get the role of one of the seven dwarves and now because of you trying to be fair to my community um you've taken that opportunity away from me so yes i, I agree the thing Wait, Peter what? Hold, hold on what the hell did you just read time like what did you just say so a dwarf one of the dwarf actors, he's a dwarf actor, said that because Disney changed the dwarves to magical people, now people that are like him didn't have a chance to get that role, whereas before, that was a role that was made for them. He's like, I can't go try out for James Bond because I'm not that person, but I could try out for one of the seven dwarves because that's who I am. But because they changed it, I lost that opportunity too. So I think, hold on, go ahead, Dean. Go ahead and I'll, I'll finish with it. So, so 
so this is very similar to um, when Johnny Knoxville was shooting. Um, uh, what's the name of the show? Jackass. Gary? No, not Jackass. Uh, the the um, where they was doing the track thing, and he was oh, running. Um, the Ringer. Yeah, the Ringer. So this is very similar to the Ringer. When when he shot the Ringer, they thought that there was a lot of special needs people in the special needs community saying that he ruined a, a opportunity, a golden opportunity for special needs actors to play the roles of those special needs kids because he got real actors to play some special needs. Some of them, some were of them, special yeah. Needs. yeah. Some of them were special needs. Some of them, they felt like the entire cast should have been special needs kids because this would have been an opportunity. Look, man, look. <laughs> Whether it's actors or whether it's actual people, I, I don't think entertainment matters in terms of who it is. Because I've seen Peter Dinklage pay a, play a villain in um, what's the name of the show? Because I didn't think I was going to be able to take him. Huh? Game of Thrones. No, not Game of Thrones. He was in the one where the, the old lady was... Um, um, he he was trying to take advantage of her mom, the lawyer. I don't know. Um, but he's played multiple ranges. Right. He's and that's my whole point. He's played multiple ranges, not kind of similar to Willow. The actor that plays Willow has been typecasted to that Willow role. Leprechaun and Willow. Liar, 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 liar. Is it liar, liar? What I'm saying? Liar, liar with Jim Carrey. I no. Think, yeah. We're- we're, no, oh, this this, this Peter Christmas this book? Peter Dinklage movie. That's this, when he writes the Christmas book is Elf. No, Peter Dinklage show because oh. it was. I don't <laughs> think it was a movie, but it was a lawyer trying to. She was going around and she was scamming old people out of money, and she ended up scamming. Uh, this person ended up scamming Peter Dinklage. Oh, pretty mother, Huh? Just stop talking. <laughs> Yeah, time, well, anyway, time trying to ruin it. He was a um, he came out as like a crime boss, and I wasn't sure I was gonna be able to take him serious as a crime boss. Like I can understand him in Game of Thrones as a Lannister and that role, but it's very hard to pull off a serious movie or show um, as a little person as a authority figure, if you will. So it was it was so, interesting how he, tra- he 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 crossed those lines. So how the whole thing originated was because Peter Dinklage did say something, but the problem is with what he said, I didn't interpret it the way I think Hollywood interpreted it because Peter Dinklage said, hey, we don't need to be typecast in these certain roles. We need to be able to be able to branch out and do other roles as well. So don't just typecast us in just these roles. And I think the way I take that is, hey, we can do other roles other than just these roles. But that doesn't mean you replace us in those roles. You just give us other opportunities in other roles as well, like Peter Dinklage has had with Game of Thrones as a crime boss, as uh, in Pixels as the Arcade King with Adam Sandler, like all those type of things. That's a different role that has nothing to do with him being a little person. But right. And he's shown that range. But I think the way they interpret it is like, oh, don't put us in – uh, typecast roles as doors. That's not what he meant. I pretty, sh- I think he meant like, hey, we deserve other roles as well, but you don't have to take these away. Because to me, it's the same thing. Is now you are like everybody's saying, uh, 
uh, race swapping characters and all that kind of stuff. You're literally like he said, like the actor said that time said. You're taking away roles that was made that's made for doors. It's literally seven white and the seven doors, and you're giving it to a random peep, random actor. But here, where do we stop it though? Where do we stop it though? Like we don't need to have all these certain things that have to hit. Like I don't think you take. Hey, you still have this role. It's just just like I don't know if y'all seen the new trailer for the Wonka movie, Willy Wonka. Yeah. Well, their Oompa Loompa is literally Hugh Grant because they didn't want to hire a little person in that role because it's considered a little person in the book and all that kind of stuff. But because of the, the typecast, they didn't want to do that. But that role's made for that. And they hired Hugh Grant, a famous Norman actor, and they just CGI shrunk him down. Like, it doesn't make sense. You t- Like he said, you take away from the... Because they're not getting that... If, uh, all right. So here's how I would say it, Dave. If they were getting the other roles that Peter Dinklage is getting, then yeah, you could say that. But they're not getting those roles either. Only Peter Dinklage is getting those roles. You don't see a lot of other little people getting other regular roles. Right. So you're taking the roles there they can get. You're taking them away with regular actors because for some reason you feel like that's the right thing to do. Well, now, no, well, now hold up opposite. now, Gary. Well, well, hold up now, Gary. Uh, now, now you got to understand where I'm standing at on this now. Now, if you're gonna set aside. For any group of people, whether it's handicapped people, whether it's old people, whether it's black people, whether it's white people, whether it's uh, tall people, whether it's short people, if you're putting a criteria on a role, then you're typecasting them. So in order for me to get out of the typecasting, and when I do, you're going to give me a problem. When I don't, you're going to give me a problem. So it's like, like, what do you what do you have me do here, Gary? Like, I'm trying my best not to typecast you and go out and find little people because I feel like if there's a role for for a certain group of people, whether it's uh, a role for uh, uh, whether it's a gay role, whether it's a, a role where it's a little person, where it's it's a role that's 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 um, and I don't want to be disrespectful when I say it, it's a. Uh, how, how can you say it when it's a when it's a small marginalized group of people uh, or and and it relates to them? I don't think you should go out and seek that group of people. For instance, the Little Mermaid. There was a lot of issues going on with the Little Mermaid on you know her being black, Gary, as opposed to her just being a freaking fish, just being a fish, just being a fish. She we don't know if she's. Red, orange, green, orange, yellow. She appeared to be black, but she's a fish. She's a fish. And we don't even know she's black unless you tell us she's black. So it's 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 interesting how like um like we don't want to be typecast, but then in certain situations we want to accept being typecast because that's only that that's when we're guaranteed work in this particular community. And I feel like, hey, it's either we're going to respect all communities or we're not going to respect none. That's how I feel. I, I feel when it's Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, it should be dwarves. That's just, just, that's it what doesn't have to be dwarves. You, you, don't, you, don't you don't think that's negative just all in itself, Gary, of you thinking like, Okay, no, your that's perception. the predication of what it is. But but listen to what I'm saying though, Gary. That's just like you can't you, make you Willow think... a six foot six character. 
Willow is Willow. You can't change that. That's the way. I understand you can't change that, Gary, but you gotta be politically correct in times like this, and this is what you get. Catering to that. This is what you get, Gary. You get nine dwarfs and Snow White and the seven dwarfs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I disagree with the catering, just like with the Oompa Loompa stuff. Like they could have made Oompa Loompa a normal size, Hugh Grant just being normal, but they didn't. They still made him a little person, but they just used Hugh Grant instead of using a little person actor. So they kept the same exact character. They just didn't use that type of person for it. There's certain roles that are written written for these characters. Well, now, now, here, they, now here's the that, thing, though. Well now, well, now here's the thing, though. I I don't think, I I don't think, and this is just me. I don't think that it's a bad. Let me see. How can I say this? I don't think that it's bad that they shrunk Hugh Jackman it's and Hugh made. Grant. Sorry. I mean Hugh Grant. I, I I don't think it's a problem that they shrunk Hugh Grant and made him uh, the Oompa Loompa if the Oompa Loompa is the star of the show. Because you can't just go out there, Gary, and get any dwarf to play that role. Because Peter Dinklage, if this show, this if this movie hinges on how good the Oompa Loompa is, then Hugh Grant is the great choice in this instance on shrinking him yeah. because I don't think there's a I don't think there's a small person out there that can carry a movie other than Peter Dinklage. Well again, we don't know until the movie releases because it's based on Willy Wonka. So this is, the movie is based on Willy Wonka and how he became Willy Wonka. So it's predicated around him, but obviously the history of Wonka and the books and all that stuff is he has Oompa Loompas to help create his chocolate. So they're a supporting character, they're not the main character. Well, I'm I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you an example of how I I'm I'm pretty sure this movie's gonna go. Okay. And I hadn't seen it. I'm just have you have you seen Wonder Woman? Yes. Okay. So when you seen Wonder Woman, you know how when um uh, Samuel Jackson come in, you almost suddenly think like, Okay, this is Samuel L. Jackson movie. Not knowing well, when was Samuel L. Jackson in Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's DC. I'm not talking about Wonder yeah. uh, Marvel. I'm talking uh, about Marvel. Black Widow, maybe? Miss Marvel. I'm talking about the oh, Miss Marvel. Okay, okay. Miss Marvel. You see the Marvel? Marvel. You're talking about Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. I'm talking yeah. about Captain Marvel. Yeah. So in the Captain Marvel movie, when he shows up and they start making fun of the alien and stuff like that, he actually stole a scene. That like this is what I'm picturing from this Willy Wonka movie that's coming out. It's gonna be one of those situations where the Oompa Loompa steals the scene, very similar to like Mirage and and Transformers, where you're just like, oh, he did a really good job. Because there's there's certain there's certain people that when they act, you watch and you listen and you take. And I think Hugh Grant is one of those. No, I agree. There will be certain scenes, but again, it's predicated around Wonka, and they do have a good actor in Timothy Chalamet as the actor. Now, trailer leaves a lot to Gary, desire. Gary, not a big I, I, I need you to name me a dwarf out there that's a better actor than Hugh Grant. Peter Dinklage. Hornswoggle. He, he wasn't available. Hornswoggle. You a horrible person. We bro. man. You, <laughs> you a horrible person. Uh, the guy who plays Willow. <laughs> <laughs> but but, no, but that's the, that is the what? problem. Like they don't get other roles 
they're not getting other roles that can allow them to act in other aspects. So you can actually find out if they actually are great actors. So if they're only roles they can get and you're taking those away, how are they ever going to improve? Gary, I'm going to tell you something, Gary. Well, first of all, hold on. on. Y'all failed to mention, y'all failed to mention, uh, Skeptic has a little person in one of the main roles. True, D'Angelo. D'Angelo Williams. That is it. Okay. (laughs) So... (laughs) After after your little joke fell flat on his face. <laughs> no, but 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 Peter Dinklage, I think, is the he is the Michael Jordan of Dorf acting. Well, I mean, here's, the thing. here's the thing. What about uh Mini Me? Vern Troyer. Well he he's he passed, passed away, away but Yeah, he passed no, away. No, no, I'm saying what I'm saying is it's he only had one iconic role though. But it was iconic. Iconic, though. But here's the, here's the thing. Uh, was it him or was it Michael Myers? Like, let's just be oh. honest here. Let's here's be the honest thing, though. Here. Is it that we don't have any actors that are good enough or that we don't have enough roles for those actors to show what they can do? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think that problem is that's what I think Dinklage was saying. Is like We can be hired as regular roles, and it doesn't have to be anything based around our hype. And I think that's what he was trying I, to get at versus just I, uh, everything. There's no be. way, Gary. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way you can cast Peter Dinklage or anybody that's in I, that Peter realm Dinklage, as in a normal – because it's not normal. Peter Dinklage could play Willy Wonka. 1,000%. He could not. Yes, he could. Gary, no, what are you saying be, right now? He could there. not. He will not be anywhere in the same realm as Gene Wilder because Gene Wilder is the most iconic uh, Willy Wonka. But I think Peter Nichols could easily play Willy Wonka. There's no way, Gary. There's no way. I That's think, like saying he I could think, play Batman, bro. Could, he could be the Flash. No, he, could, he, could be, he could not. I said he couldn't be Batman. Peter, I agree. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage could play uh, Doctor Strange, I feel like. I can see Doctor Strange. Y'all, damn mind. y'all have lost y'all damn mind. It's something wrong what? with y'all. It's something wrong with y'all, bro. It's some, he could not play a superhero of any kind. He could. Uh, I'm not gonna say it. That's a bad joke. <laughs> we might get canceled. What were you gonna say? We might get canceled. I'm gonna say it anyways. <laughs> they ever make a Stretch Armstrong movie? <laughs> oh my gosh! Terrible. <laughs> Right, origin story. That'll do it for our podcast. <laughs> we appreciate y'all tuning in <laughs> to another episode of the Sandman Sugar Podcast. Said, guys, I, could, I didn't want to say it, but hey, but cutting, that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. But the the fact that time was like what Ant Man that was it's unnecessary. A, <laughs> but no, I do I do no, but and realistic, I do think. They can play more real roles if they're given the opportunity. Gary, you can't, you can't, it's, it's you can't just name like this. You said, it's just like you said. You didn't think you could take him as a crime lord, but you did once you watched him acting. I did. So I like, did. they just got to be given the opportunity. It may fail, but you never know. Now there's obviously a certain world. You're not playing Aquaman. You're not playing Superman. There's certain roles. Yes, they can't. But there's certain roles they can. And the only reason why I think a Willy Wonka would work because Willy Wonka is this eccentric character. It's, and I think that was why it would work perfect with Willy Wonka because 
there's nothing there's nothing that has any no height has to be arranged with it and it would make sense on how he recruited the oompa loompas like it would make so, sense it's just really tough for me because i can't see him as the mad hatter i can see the mad hatter as willy wonka because you know where i'm going with this but i can't yeah. see peter dinklage at, so because i can't see him as the mad hatter i cannot and i refuse to see him as willy wonka i got you i can understand you got johnny depp on your head Oh, absolutely. And I don't <laughs> think that Gene Wilder is the best. He is one. Willy Johnny Wonka. Johnny Depp's my favorite actor. Oh. But I, 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 I'm, just, I'm, I'm just letting you know. I don't think Gene Wilder is the best one. I'm I'm going Johnny Depp. And I'll... I, that's Johnny where Depp I'm, is my favorite actor, but I can't give him that I'm one. I'm telling you right now, bro. I Johnny that's Depp, he is... He has... He is the goat of quirky characters. He is. That's why he's my favorite actor, because he can do anything, but... Dude, Again, you, there will the never be another Wilder Captain Jackson. That little, he did that little ad lib of the walking and then doing the little flip right there before you open the gate. They, there will never be another Jack Sparrow. You can't ever do another Jack Sparrow without Johnny Depp. It's just impossible. No. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure you can do another Iron Man. Honestly. I agree with that, too. Robert Downey encompasses that role, but... I don't know. Now That's we'll really accept tough. another Iron Man. Nah, I said that about What's Robocop. Harder? What's harder? What's harder? Another Iron Man or another Wolverine? Wolverine. Ooh, he's the only easy. ever. He's the only who has ever been Wolverine, and obviously he's been Wolverine longer than Iron Man has been Iron Man. But yeah, I can't see anybody else being Iron. I mean, uh, Wolverine, bro, and. Like, I don't even know how you can even bring him back because there's no multi-universe for X-Men. So how do you even how do Mark, you even address that? We got, did you see Deadpool 2? No, I haven't. So at the end of Deadpool 2, he gets uh, Cable, is the main person he comes back. He's a time traveler. And he gets the watch that can time travel. And that's how Deadpool can go to different times. And that's going to be the premise of Deadpool 3. Uh, that's how Wolverine gets brought in to it. Okay. I, I was uh, okay. Well I now think, you get I mean, you, Yeah, I guess we're gonna end it right there. Uh I think we're gonna cut it short kinda like uh you know Gary's Gary's uh, jokes over here. But <laughs> we appreciate y'all tuning in. If you haven't already, go check out Skeptic. Uh, I know the fellows both have links up because they actually support Skeptic and pr- promote it on their social medias, unlike the podcast. So you can go check their social media. Well, I will say our <laughs> podcast hasn't gotten posted with audio a couple weeks ago. That was somebody yeah. else on there, not named Gary D'Angelo. Uh, uh, there, uh, we don't point out people. Also, also right. haven't got a video to post on IG or anything in a while either. Somebody's just taking their time. So. Well... Well, I'm not gonna keep taking my time to make the videos, and you don't post them. So we can't post them <laughs> if you don't make them. So it's a oh, and then I, yeah. right oh, now. oh oh. I got I had another question before we go. Can I get? Can I ask this one question? Okay. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a. It was a big question that kind of came up that I was like, I kind of wanted to get y'all help on Perfect. just Mute. real quick, huh? Mute. We'll save it for next week. <laughs> I just dejected him completely. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Man. That's what you're going to do to your friends. 
Not, no, hey, you can go ahead and ask the question, D, and then we'll just end it and answer it next week. Okay, so I'll, I'll give you a situ. I'll give you a situation. Um, um, Gary, I, I, I'll give you a. So Gary, you buy your mom a TV, right? And you give it to her as a Christmas gift or a birthday gift or uh, anniversary gift, uh, a gift of some kind. Okay, she now wants to get rid of it, right? Do you feel like you should be the first one she give it to or do she supposed to give it back or she's free to give it to whoever she feels like she thinks deserves it? And that's where we'll pick it up next week. I know exactly my answer to that. I'm ready. All right. Well, like we said before, we'll try to end it this time. Golly. We appreciate you tuning in to another episode. If you haven't already, go check out Skeptic on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you type in Skeptic, you're a shrine, and uh, the search bar, it'll pop up. Uh, and let us know what you think. Give us some feedback so that the fellas can make it better, because that's the that's the goal, to get better uh, from here. And we'll be back next week with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Well, you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.